Welcome to the Robert Half Legal Report, where we discuss current issues impacting the legal profession related to hiring, staff management, and more with leading experts in the field. Robert Half Legal provides lawyers, paralegals, and support staff to law firms and corporate legal departments on a project and full-time basis. The Robert Half Legal Report is here on the Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Charles Volkert, Executive Director of Robert Half Legal and the host of our program. Our special guest today is Boyer and Green Principal Sandra Boyer. Sandra and I will be taking a look at secession planning and why it should be a top priority for law firms today. Sandra has over 16 years of law firm consulting experience and advises small to mid-sized law firms in all major business and practice management areas. Her background in business management and human resources management has helped her clients become more effective in client services and business profitability. Sandra also is the president of Legus, an organization dedicated to helping law firms share referrals and practice management ideas. It's great to have you join us today, Sandra. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Chad. Research Robert Half Legal conducted for its future law office research program indicates that secession planning is imperative to the future viability of law firms. Sandra, I'd like to start our discussion today by focusing on some of the factors that are making secession planning such a key imperative. What would those be? Two things come to mind right off the bat. First, in order to have a firm continue successfully on into the future after its founding partners get ready to leave, they have to have an organized and structured plan to do that. The second thing is firms want to continue to provide consistently high-quality legal services. And to do that, they have to have a plan to keep the lawyers in place in the firm to provide those services to its clients. Most of the senior-level positions are held by baby boomers in law firms right now, and they're getting ready and coming close to retirement age. And they are the ones that create most of the fee-generating clients and hold most of the leadership positions in law firms. The transition needs to be effective for the continuation of the management, and it also impacts the whole firm's profitability if it's not done appropriately. So ensuring that the firm transitions from the first generation to the second generation is imperative to the continuation of the law firm. That's very interesting. Obviously, a number of factors that you really need to focus on with those law firms. And so maybe share with our listeners what type of work you're doing with law firms and what are some of the key areas on a day-to-day basis in working with those partners and I'm assuming human resource managers at those firms? Sure. Boyer Green works with small to mid-sized law firms, mostly within the United States. And we work in all major areas of the business operations of the law firm. We work with lawyer compensation, strategic planning, marketing, um, profitability, just the general management administration of the law firm. What we've seen over the last several years is a focus from our clients on succession planning. So many of our clients are first-generation law firms who have not transitioned their firm previously because they were the founders in the 70s and the 80s, and they were the entrepreneurs that began the firm. And they're beginning to retire, and now they need to figure out how are they going to make this firm continue with the professionals that they have in place now. So we work with a lot of firms in just trying to determine the best process by which to generate 
the leaders of the future for the firm and how they transition from the current leaders to the next generation. And so we've spent a lot of time with firms doing that. And the most important thing is that they're recognizing that they need to do it. That's very interesting, Sandra. And I guess that leads me to my next question, which is based on the work you've done over the years, what do law firms tend to ignore or overlook when it comes to secession planning? You know, many, many firms overlook just the simple need to plan for succession. They also overlook the time that it takes to effectively create and then implement a plan that will develop their future leaders. They also fail to create a succession mentality within the firm. In other words, you can't just look at the day-to-day service of clients. You have to look at how the firm's going to continue if the current partners aren't in play and how they can service the clients going forward. It takes a great amount of time to cultivate future leaders within an organization. And so you have to start at an early time when the, even sometimes before you actually bring the lawyers on in your recruitment process, you want to look at the lawyers that you think could be entrepreneurial and future leaders within the organization. And so many firms don't think about that when they're hiring attorneys. And then they also overlook the fact that they actually need an exit plan that's organized and structured and has a timeline so that everybody in the firm can understand what the process will include and how it will get done. Firms just fail to do that. They also overlook the fact that the lawyers who are responsible for firm management and also client generation management need to begin to implement their plan several years in advance. In other words, it does take at least three to five years to create and bring on board and have everybody buy into a plan and then implement it for the results to begin. So that's great information for existing firms that have been in business for quite some time, Sandra. Let me ask you this. What about firms starting from scratch? It would seem to me the process you just described might feel overwhelming. What are the most essential elements of a successful transition within a firm that's just now beginning its practice? You know, the most important thing they can do is be aware of succession planning. And I think if firms can break it down into two separate elements, it's going to be easier for them to tackle. And those elements would include moving clients from one generation to the next. In other words, ensuring that clients are consistently taken care of from the founders on down to the next generation of the law firm. And the second part is transitioning firm management from the founders and maybe the entrepreneurs then on to the next generation of leaders within the organization. So you're looking at transitioning the clients from the senior level lawyers to the next generation, and you're looking at transitioning the firm management from the entrepreneurs and founders to the next generation of leaders within the firm. And it's important also that firms understand succession planning is never ending. So if you begin it with the mentality when you start the firm and you take that succession mentality throughout, you'll gain consistent service for your clients and effective management for the firm. Well, that's great information, Sandra, both for existing firms as well as firms just starting out. Now let's take a quick break. To find, hire, and retain the best legal professionals, it's critical to have a sound hiring strategy in place. Robert Half Legal works with law firms and corporate legal departments to create effective staffing plans that can adapt to changing workload levels, realize significant cost savings, and improve the overall management of human resources. We offer a wide range of resources to assist hiring managers and job candidates, including our annual salary guide, 
industry-leading workplace research, and valuable interactive tools. For more information, call us at 800-870-8367 or visit roberthalflegal.com. Welcome back to the Robert Half Legal Report. I'm Chad Volkert, and with us today is Sandra Boyer, principal of Boyer & Green. Let's regroup, Sandra, and talk a little bit about the most important steps to take when developing a secession plan. What are those? Well, first, you know, and the most, one of the most important things a firm can do is put somebody in charge of understanding the succession plan. So either you have a managing partner or a management committee or a COO or a CEO, somebody that's aware of the fact that the firm has to have a succession plan and is aware of what elements need to be included in it. Second, most firms that really do this effectively have created a strategic plan. And within that strategic plan, they have a goal for succession planning. So it's kind of spelled out within their strategic plan the goals and of the succession plan. So those are two areas that are very, very important. And then once you have those things in place, it's important to communicate with the senior attorneys on a regular basis. In other words, if it's your managing partner that's in charge of the succession planning, have them talk to the senior attorneys and ask them to share the retirement plans. So whether, whether you want to suggest a certain age when the senior lawyers need to begin to do that or the managing partner gets a feel that it's time to start talking to these senior attorneys about their retirement plans, that communication has to take place. And then what you do is have the people in charge along with the senior attorney review the professional staffing that they have in place and the resources to ensure that the firm is adequately covered with personnel and resources to step in and replace the senior attorney with the clients and in the management process. And then have that group take a look at what the overall effects of any senior lawyer's retirement will have on the firm as a whole to understand what needs to be addressed if these specific attorneys are beginning to look at retirement. And then ensure that you take a look or the firms take a look at the long-term vision. If they have the strategic plan in place, they know what their long-term vision is and they know what they need to get there. And that's an essential part of the succession plan and something that they need to take a look at. And then also it's very, very important to identify the potential leaders that can help guide the organization to the next phase of its life. They need to take a look at the legal professionals to see what strengths and weaknesses they have and what capabilities they have as potential leaders of the firm. They also need to put together a timeline. It's important once the senior lawyers have identified you know, what their, how many years they have left and what their retirement plans look like, create a timeline that at least incorporates three to five years to begin to help that senior attorney transition and create a plan of action regarding the management and also the client transition. And that's when you begin to integrate the younger lawyers into the management and into the client activities of the firm. If you're looking at a senior lawyer that's going to be, who's acting as the managing partner, you need to begin to look at the next uh, level of lawyers and what skills they have as far as management communicating with people, and general business sense. And then you also need to take a look at integrating the younger lawyers in with the clients. Begin to take them to lunch. Begin to introduce them to the client so they become more comfortable with the client and the client becomes comfortable with the idea that at some point their current attorney may retire. 
And then, of course, implementing mentoring and development plans for, for the young lawyers is essential. We work with many, many firms now that create business plans and marketing plans for young lawyers so they can keep in line what they want to do with their future and how that relates to the firm and the succession of the firm. And, of course, you need to monitor the progress and provide feedback to the lawyers so they know if they're progressing appropriately. And then as you have these plans in place, just revisit them and ensure that they're working appropriately. That's an outstanding list, Sandra, and and certainly very thorough. And so I hope our listeners were were taking notes, as I'm sure they are, as they sort of go through that list and and, uh, check off those boxes that are so crucial in the secession planning process. Could you share with the listeners what some of the obstacles are that law firms encounter when it comes to transferring clients from one lawyer to another uh, at the retirement age? Sure. It's so essential to have the retiring attorney and the firm both buy into the process. An understanding and written process helps each segment to buy into what has to happen to continue the firm. So, you know, so many firms, they just are complacent. They have lawyers who are in charge of clients. It's working well. Why bother making any changes? But it's something that that the firms need to be aware of, that these changes will take place regardless if they plan for it or if it just happens. So complacency can be a real issue. You also have clients who are comfortable with the lawyer that they've had, and they really don't want other lawyers in the firm doing their work. And this can cause a problem in trying to bring in younger lawyers into the fold and begin introducing them to these these clients because they're really just comfortable with the lawyer that they've had over the years. He's done a good job, and they want to maintain that relationship with that lawyer. Also, sometimes we find that senior partners aren't as good at sharing information about their clients or their clients' business. So they're the only ones that are really familiar with that client and what that client does. And so it's a very narrow group of people within the organization, within the firm, who are aware of that client. Sometimes we also find that the point lawyer is really not providing the best legal services and the firm hasn't conducted any kind of client satisfaction survey to find, you know, if they're happy with the services. So when the senior lawyers decide to retire, the client just says, well, that's okay, I can go find a lawyer at another firm who might do a better job than what I've been receiving anyway. We really don't like to see that. And then you have the senior attorneys who, for one reason or another, get nervous or don't like sharing or including younger attorneys in the meetings with their clients. These senior attorneys take ownership of those clients, and whether they fear that it could be taken away by a younger lawyer or they don't want to take the time to include a younger lawyer, they just simply don't want younger lawyers involved with their clients. One of the biggest factors is the compensation system. Many, many compensation systems do not reward senior attorneys for transferring their clients. Among all the obstacles, we find this one the most often within law firms. If the compensation system does not reward that senior attorney for transferring his clients, there's no incentive for that attorney to do so. That can really be a problem for the firm. And also, many times the senior lawyer then will handpick an attorney that he feels or she feels might work well with the client, but the client really hasn't had any insight into that, and so that can make the client nervous. 
And there again, there also are those times where the, the senior lawyer doesn't listen to what the client's needs are when the client is sharing with that senior lawyer what they will be looking for as the senior lawyer transitions out. And then, you know, lastly, sometimes our clients, the firm's clients, are transitioning their own leadership. And the client that's been there for a number of years with the senior lawyer may be retiring close to the same time, and there's not been anybody in that organization or in the client who has formed a relationship with the senior lawyer. And so that relationship is completely lost. And so those are some of the obstacles that we've seen. You know, there's probably more. But those are some of the ones that we've seen that have really hurt firms in the succession planning process. Well, that's very interesting. Obviously, a lot of obstacles out there, and you've hit a lot of the the big ones, and I'm sure you work with clients every day on how to overcome those obstacles. So could you share with the listeners your advice on how to overcome many of the points you just addressed? Sure. I think, first of all, there's, there's two major things. One, firms need to be fair in rewarding the senior attorney for transitioning his or her clients to the firm. And a communications process has got to be put in place so that everybody in the firm is aware of any transitions that could be taking place in the near future. And communication can lead to a whole slew of benefits for the firm and for the retiring senior partner and for the client. So what we tell clients, or what we tell our law firms who are our clients, is to have the firm review the roster of clients on a regular basis, usually every two years or so, you know, and along with which attorney in the firm is responsible for that client. So you have the roster of clients that you're reviewing and then which senior attorneys are in charge of those clients. That way the firm has an idea of who their clients are, who's servicing those clients, and then what clients they need to address in the near future regarding transitioning. It's also imperative that law firms really create training and mentoring programs for their young lawyers. It's my belief that even before you hire a lawyer, you're going to take a look at what kinds of lawyers can be successful within your law firm and then hire those types of lawyers. Once you get those types of lawyers in place in the firm, create a mentoring program that will help prepare them to take over leadership positions in the firm as far as management and also how to service clients appropriately. Then you're preparing your younger lawyers in both management and client roles. And as I said before, create and implement a communications program. It's one of the most important things that firms can do. Where we see firms fail to fall again is in the communications. So create a communications program, whether that's including meetings of the partners and the associates, meetings with the staff, Create that communications process regarding what the firm needs and how that transition might take place. And then, lastly, perform a compensation review. Firms usually, we tell firms usually to do this every three or so years anyway, but when you're doing it, keep succession in mind and ensure that your compensation system adequately rewards senior lawyers for transitioning to clients and that it also rewards the young lawyers for taking on these clients and being willing to take a leadership role within the firm. Well, thank you, Sandra. Those are great pointers on how to overcome many of the obstacles that you listed for us today. Any closing thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience on secession planning? You know, kind of a reiteration of what I've said, and that is, you know, the clients are not going to transition themselves, and the firm is not going to transition itself from the management. So, 
just be sure you have a plan in place with a timeline and with specific activities that will allow the firm to create a succession plan to help transition the clients. Again, the communications process is so important. Uh, make sure that you, the firm is understanding which firms are looking towards retirement and how that's going to affect the firm. Create a timeline at least three to five years out. You need to start a succession planning process, and it takes a little bit of time to get that plan in place and have it be effective. So you're looking at at least three to five years to create the plan and, and implement it effectively. So start early and be organized and be structured. And most firms, if they do that, you know, can be very successful from one generation to another and then to another. And that's how, you know, firms that have been around for 100 years have done it. You know, I think it's also important that what we have seen with law firms is the senior partners really want to create a successful transition for the firm. Most of them are happy to help and want to see the firm move on. And so having the firm make sure that it rewards those senior attorneys for that transitioning is really, really important. Well, that's a great summary of best practices, Sandra. And it sounds like, you know, the more firms embrace the secession planning, uh, the more successful they'll be moving forward. It looks like we've reached the end of our program, and it was certainly a great discussion. Special thanks to Sandra Boyer for joining us today. Before we close, Sandra, I want to let the audience know how they can contact you and where they can obtain more information about secession planning. Sure. We'd be happy to visit our website at uh, www.boyergreen.com, and you can send an email to me at sjb at boyergreen.com anytime, and I'd be glad to talk to you. Well, thanks so much, Sandra. And our listeners can reach me at charles.volkert, V as in Victor, O-L-K-E-R-T, at roberthalf.com. You can also visit roberthalflegal.com to download a free copy of our future law office report and also to subscribe to our legal blog for weekly updates on the legal job market and other important industry developments. Thanks for listening today and join us next time on the Robert Half Legal Report as we cover another great topic impacting legal practice management and legal careers. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Robert Half Legal connects the most highly skilled candidates with the best positions in the legal profession. Join us again for the latest information in the next edition of the Robert Half Legal Report here on the Legal Talk Network.